I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, hour number two. I am Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, keeping an eye on Sunday night football. And that looked like about the longest pass completion of the game right there. Lamar Jackson down into Cincinnati territory and now inside the red zone with another completed pass. That one to Robinson. The Baltimore Ravens still holding on to a 3-0 lead as we reach the final seconds of the first quarter here in Baltimore. They have moved to 7.5-point favorites in the live market, and your total continues to tick down, but now on the way back up a little as the Baltimore Ravens threaten to score here, up to 42.5. And we were talking about Ronnie Stanley before Mm. they kicked off. They were showing him on the sidelines here, but we just saw on that last passing play, Ronnie Stanley back in there. So you had mentioned maybe a pitch count for the all pro left tackle for the Ravens. And it seems that may be the case. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see him back out there. And I know the Ravens are happy to have him back out there too, but you're still probably nursing and going through a situation uh, with how many plays is he going to actually participate in? Uh, How many plays is he ready for as he battles back from that injury or, or uh, a a few injuries right there? If you think about his situation and his career, but uh, he's an important player anchoring the line there at the left tackle, uh, but definitely happy to see him back out there, though. Mike, you, of course, are on the uh, over the total for this game prior to kickoff, uh, and I wonder if you would, and, and not that you're going to go back to the well, mm-hmm. but let's say you did not have that bet. This might be a good time to jump in on the over right now. Yeah. If you liked it before the game kicked off, 
and now they've gotten off to a slow start. And in the live market, it has dipped down basically by a touchdown, mm-hmm. 42 and a half now at this point. Would you want to dive in and play the over here you right know, now? You know what? I, I'm looking at that, but I wanted to see this game get into the second quarter a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because I do know we have the familiarity. We have the division game in the first quarter on Sunday night football, right? And um, uh, we, we've seen some uh, instances in which Cincinnati is going to have to make adjustments already. Uh, their running game is out the window. Uh, I think right now Baltimore can get to what they want to, uh, which makes it interesting as they accumulate more and more plays. But on the other side, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Cincinnati, what they adjust to uh, before looking at that total. But, yeah, it could be an opportunity to grab a great number, though, right now uh, early in this game. Well, we talked about uh, some of the prop bets that we liked heading into this game uh, at the top of the show. Lamar Jackson over 59 and a half yards rushing through one quarter of football. He only has four yards on the ground. J.K. Dobbins doing most of the work here. He's got 26 yards on four carries, averaging six and a half yards per carry. Uh, We also liked under 59 and a half yards rushing for Joe Mixon. He's got minus two yards (laughs) rushing right now, Mike. (laughs) Cloud of dust too, right? I mean, I, I don't know if he's just not quick or fast and he doesn't burst into the line of scrimmage or uh, just too many bodies. But it, it's been consecutive weeks now uh, in which Joe Mixon cannot just get his shoulder pads uh, level or, or parallel with the line, you know, get going up through the line of scrimmage. So uh, until that happens, if he keeps running sideways, then uh, he's going to lose yards or, or get back to the line of scrimmage. Through one quarter of football, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have zero yards rushing. Joe Burrow has two. Jamar Chase has zero. And Joe, uh, Joe Mixon has minus two. <laughs> so they are a flat zero yards oh, yeah. rushing through one quarter of football. Uh, second quarter about to get underway in Baltimore. Again, the Ravens leading three to nothing. Uh, they are a seven and a half point favorite in the live market with your live total at 42 and a half. Let's talk about the Falcons and the Buccaneers down in Tampa Bay. It was a little bit of a slow start for the Tampa offense, but the defense really held up, giving up uh, after giving up 40-plus points last week to the Chiefs. Uh, Ryan Suckup booted a 44-yard field goal as time expired in the first half, and it was 13 to nothing Tampa Bay at the break. But the offense started to get in rhythm in the second half, and they added a score and a two-point conversion with six minutes left in the third quarter. And they were really cruising, 21 to nothing at this point, Tampa Bay over Atlanta. And, and that was the last score they would make. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons really mounted a comeback here, two touchdowns and two point, and a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. And the Falcons got inside the number. And they have maintained now a perfect record on the season against the spread. 5-0 and against the number are the Atlanta Falcons. 21-15 to 15 is your final. The Buccaneers win. Atlanta gets the cash and the game stays well under the total. Yeah, they've been heavy underdogs too, right? Yep. When you think about the Rams and you think about now Tampa Bay and, okay, consider the quarterbacks and how much quarterbacks mean to the number. But uh, great call by you, 5-0 and ATS now this year. But failed to mention this yesterday. Uh, but going back into 2021, uh, this team, the Falcons were 5-3-1 and ATS on the road. Uh, if you think about that now, then so far to that date, uh, they were 2-0 and ATS on the road. Uh, yep. So now uh, throw in three, but – uh, no, Arthur Smith, we talked about this. He's got something going. Now, I didn't bet it because they were without Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. And, okay, where is that offense going to come from? But here comes Marcus Mariota. Here comes some creativity, right? Uh, and, and so I, I think Arthur Smith 
has something going really well right now. And I'm curious what he does, though, sticking with Mariota uh, beyond this year or not. Uh, But this team uh, feels like they're on the come up, uh, Brady, in terms of uh, the competitiveness uh, and and certainly from a betting perspective, uh, depending on that number, a team that you could look to help you cash a ticket there. Uh, Tom Brady, my goodness, the offense still struggling a little bit at times, but getting that roughing the passer call. Oh, boy. That, which was god-awful. Yeah. God-awful. I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, but, I, you it know. It didn't matter. It didn't end up mattering. Sure, but I, it just takes the steam uh, away. Uh, it certainly takes some adrenaline. If, if you're the Falcons, uh, it just deflates you uh, when something like that happens, too. So, uh, But, you know, I, I give credit to the Falcons. But, you know, Tom Brady finding a way. Uh, he's still throwing the football very, very well. Um, but yet there's still things going on with that offense that, you know, again, each and every week is so different. Uh, but give credit uh, to to Tampa Bay for making enough plays, getting that lead. Uh, but I tell you, watch out for the Falcons right now. And the Baltimore Ravens are in the end zone. Lamar Jackson to one of his favorite targets, tight end Mark Andrews, and they take a 9 to nothing lead, the extra point pending here, a seven-play drive that took just about three minutes, and Baltimore strikes first blood as far as getting into the end zone, now a 10-point advantage on the Cincinnati Bengals. They move to 10.5-point favorites in the live market, and your total ticks up, Mike. Yeah. You'll like that at 44.5. Justin Tucker, good on the extra point. So now 10 to nothing in favor of Baltimore, and they actually move to 11.5-point favorites in the live market. Yeah, you talk about the Tampa Bay offense, and I, and I mentioned there in the recap that you know they found their rhythm, but it was really – only in the second and the third quarter. The first quarter started out pretty slow, but in the second and the third quarter, they absolutely looked like they were in in total control of that game against the Falcons. And you talked about Arthur Smith, you know, being creative and being able to do it without Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts in the lineup. I, I was very impressed by that and the way that they came back. But Tampa Bay, you know, I mean, your, your defense gives up 40-plus points to the Chiefs last week. You come out and you're pitching a shutout for most of this game, and – I don't know. Did they did they just start playing prevent or, you know, it it didn't seem at the end of that game there was any sort of urgency and they were one of the most popular bets in all of the football contests mm-hmm. here, Survivor and the Westgate uh, Supergate uh, Super Contest and also the Circa Million, uh, and so a lot of betters not happy with the way Tampa Bay kind of slowed things down. Yeah, I mean, slowing it down by design or slowing it down because they are older. I mean, this is a roster that's older and. Uh, I, I think you got to keep that in mind as we get into third and, and fourth quarter situations for football teams. You know, it, it, it's, it's October, but uh, we know the injuries are, are where they are. Uh, and then you think about training camp and, and iron sharpens iron, Brady. It, like if you're not going to hit. And, and so when are you going to wear down, though? I mean, do you think you're going to be fresh now? Um, uh, and, and early on in the season, but yet you see evidence of teams being worn down. Uh, or, or teams kind of being different uh, in the second half, like, like you mentioned with, with scheme even. Uh, so I think there's a collection of that going on, to be honest with you, Brady. But you know, I, I think Tampa Bay is just one of those defensive units uh, that has some age to it, uh, and that's something to keep an eye on. Well, and I think Atlanta's a very young team, right? Mm-hmm. Very youthful. Sure. Uh, so they will uh, host the San Francisco 49ers next week, will the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to Pittsburgh. They're 
roughly a seven and a half to eight point favorite on the road at the Steelers are the Buccaneers. Uh, but the Atlanta Falcons catching five and a half, six. I'm, I'm seeing anywhere from five to five and a half to six in favor of the 49ers on the road at Atlanta. And I find that number interesting, Mike, because it's basically the same number that the 49ers were favored today over mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers. And I would definitely rank the Atlanta Falcons as a better team right now than the Panthers. Right, and a, and a team that covers too, right? Yeah, I mean, you for think sure. about that too. And the 49ers are going to stay on the East Coast uh, as they uh, do work within that division once again. Uh, and they're familiar with doing that. They've done that uh, in the consecutive years, I believe, uh, in terms of where they had to go on the East Coast. So uh, that's the team that knows and understands how to work and get their work done uh, on, on consecutive road trips like this. So I, I think for the 49ers standpoint too, uh, belief in themselves, Garoppolo, a little bit more time uh, with this offense, and uh, and that defense is just sick though right now uh, for how they're playing and how physical. That that's their identity, Brady. That football team loves to play physical, but so does Atlanta. Yeah. So does Atlanta, and so both of these teams, I, I think, are going to mix it up. You know, it's interesting because I don't think Atlanta used to be that type of team. They mm-hmm. were much more of a finesse team, but uh, you're right. That's what they have brought to the table this year. And and even in defeat, a very impressive uh, effort by the Falcons today, not only to cover the spread, but to do it without a couple of their star players. Uh, we'll see if San Francisco uh, can put another number on, a, a, on an NFC South team like they did today to the Carolina Panthers. They may be without Nick Bosa. We'll get to that game uh, a little later in the program. We'll update you on Sunday Night Football when we come back. Right now, 10 to nothing Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals on offense once again. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz on Visa, the sports betting network. 
Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you, and they're currently at a commercial break. Under 12 minutes left to go in the second quarter in Baltimore and another uh, you know, series that struggled for the Cincinnati Bengals there, Mike. I mean, I don't know how many three and outs it's been, but it seems like it's been at least three so far on offense for Cincinnati. We were talking about it in the last segment. They have zero yards rushing the ball. Joe Burrow took a brutal sack on that last one when uh, Baltimore blitzed right up the middle and got to him in, in just a heartbeat. There was no protection there right up the middle, and they got to Burrow and sacked him for about a 10-yard loss. Baltimore in the lead 10 to nothing right now. Like I say, under 12 minutes left to go in the second quarter, and they're going to get the ball back once again. They have moved to nearly two touchdown favorites in the live market, minus 13 and a half in favor of Baltimore, and your total ticks down once again to 42.5, and it's all because the fact that the Bengals can't get anything going on offense. They can't get anything going. Ofer uh, on third down, uh, and they're playing right into what the Ravens want to do defensively uh, in those second and long, third and long situations. Uh, they got to start winning on first down. Uh, that's certainly w- when you are a prolific passing team or, or a prolific offense, you, you have to do that. Uh, and the disguising going on right now, too, from the Ravens, messing with Joe Burrow, and and that's what you have to do, I think, uh, with a guy that hasn't had a lot of time uh, in training camp. You know that. You recognize some things on on tape. Uh, Communication is going to be key on the road uh, for Cincinnati, so uh, credit to the Ravens right now for making everything difficult that way for that Bengals offense, and uh, we mentioned this earlier about the Ravens. They have everything they want to do offensively uh, from a running uh, game standpoint, even a passing game uh, standpoint uh, against that Bengals defense right now. And they are now at their own 40-yard line, and there's a good run by J.K. Dobbins, and they are now into Bengal territory. By the way, on the play prior, Mike, uh, Lamar Jackson rushed for about 12 yards, and I take that back, that was Kenyon Drake on that last carry for about another 10 yards or so. But the carry before uh, Baltimore going to the ground game here was Lamar Jackson, and I think he gained about 12 yards. Yeah. So we, we should be getting close to about 20 now on our rushing prop. Yeah, you know, a little w- reverse wishbone uh, right there, option game. Um, and that's what we're seeing with the rushing attack, uh, Brady, and, and the National Football League. Uh, teams are finding ways to get to the perimeter uh, a lot of times. They're still running that inside zone stuff and creating flow. Uh, but if you can get to the perimeter, you have an advantage because DBs can no longer submarine offensive linemen. they got to take them up high. I cannot take out their legs that way. So uh, there's an advantage if you can escort any type of ball carrier uh, to the outside uh, of the line of scrimmage. So Lamar Jackson with 16 yards rushing. Kenyon Drake on just a couple of carries there, already 16 yards rushing. J.K. Dobbins still at 26. Lamar Jackson 7 of 13 for 63 yards passing. And he goes deep here. And that one uh, is picked off. So a big play defensively there for the Cincinnati Bengals. Nine minutes and 18 seconds left in the second quarter, and that looked like another very good drive that was going on for the Baltimore Ravens, but Cincinnati gets a stop. Can they do anything on offense here and get on the board? Yeah, you know, Lamar had a player wide open right there for a big play after a couple of play fakes right there, but did not set his feet as he was throwing the ball uh, on the run a little bit. 
uh, and just launched it, airmailed the ball over the receiver's head into the defender's uh, hands right there, pick uh, opportunity for Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. I mean, is this a spark? I don't know. Uh, so much is going wrong right now uh, for the Bengals offensively, though. Uh, Joe Burrow, 5 of 7 for 34 yards passing. He's been sacked twice. He does have two yards rushing. And Joe Mixon now into positive territory. He has one rushing yard. <laughs> and on first down, he gets the ball and uh, looks like he's going to gain about nine yards there. So Joe Mixon to about 10 yards total rushing now. We're trying to keep him under 59 and a half for our rooting interest anyway. Uh, let's talk about the Bears and the Vikings. This was a pretty darn interesting football game here. And uh, I was on the Bears catching seven, uh, seven and a half in the Circa Million contest. And certainly that was a very key number. It was Dalvin Cook uh, really in the first half in a big way. He had a touchdown in the first quarter, ran another one in to begin the second quarter. And it was 14 to three Vikings early. And then it was David Montgomery. It was uh, questionable if he was going to play. He was activated and had a pretty good day. He found pay dirt for Chicago to make it 21 to 10 in favor of the Vikings. And that's the way the first half ended after Minnesota missed a 56-yard field goal attempt as time expired before the break. Now the Bears got the ball to begin the second half and Vellis Jones ran it in for Chicago. The two-point conversion failed and it was 21 to 16 Vikings still in the lead. The Vikings had not scored yet in the second half. The Bears added a field goal to make it a two-point game heading into the fourth quarter, 21 to 19. And then Kirk Cousins was intercepted. Chicago turned that into three points. And for the first time all day, they had the lead, 22 to 21, nine minutes left in regulation. And again, Minnesota had not scored in the second half. But then Kirk Cousins called his own number, quarterback sneak with less than two minutes to go. The two-point conversion succeeds, and that was big. The Vikings win this one by exactly seven, 29 to 22. They cover, or the Bears rather, cover the closing number. This got all the way to eight and a half in favor of the Vikings with a total of 44. The game does go over the total. That is a push in the Westgate Super Contest and a win if you were on the Bears plus seven and a half in Circa Million. Yeah, what's happening in the teams in the second half? Like, uh, we, we were talking yeah, we, about... You know, the Packers, right, the talk, Vikings, sir, you're right. and the NFC North. The, and the <laughs> NFC North. Something's going on right there. I mean... Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers. Sure, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields, we, we, he can make plays with his legs, and we saw that. But, uh, you know, credit to the Vikings. They brought their hard hat, uh, and they stuffed the run. It slowed it down enough to where uh, Chicago had to do some things offensively, and they did some things uh, at times right there, too, Brady. But on the other side, though... When everything is going right for the Vikings, the way that it was, I mean, Justin Jefferson, the game that he was having, Dalvin Cook, you talked about that. Even Kirk Cousins on third down was, was spectacular. Mm -hmm. uh, but then all of a sudden in the second half, you just can't score points uh, until you have to. So uh, you have to iron that out. Uh, you know, you can look at the game, and, and I'll certainly study the tape a little bit to why uh, teams can find ways to kind of just stifle you uh, and, and can prevent you from adding points on the scoreboard. So uh, the turnover didn't help, added momentum to Chicago too. Uh, but to me, Minnesota, and, and really I should have said this yesterday again, I mean, I, even at home, they're about a 50-50 team in terms of uh, covering a spread. Uh, and, and so it's not, not a team with the possession mentality uh, to back uh, when you see a, see a sizable line uh, like we did. But, you know, I know some people that did a teaser situation with the Vikings. They were happy about that. Uh, and then if you're on the other side, like you were uh, talking about the, the Bears, uh, you know, with the fact that the Vikings were coming back uh, from, from a long trip too, uh, some people saw angles that way as well. 
Well, you know, I settled for a push and a win, mm-hmm. which which is not too bad. I, I will take that. But uh, if it wasn't for that darn two-point conversion, converting yeah. at the end of the ball game, and the Bears were driving the other way yep. at the end of the game as well. Uh, Fields hit uh, his receiver for a pass. He was gaining positive yardage, tried to extend the mm-hmm. play, and the Viking defender stripped him of the football. Uh, it looked like they were possibly going for a, a scoop-and-score type situation, but uh, they smartly kneeled down yeah. and basically ended the football game. The Minnesota Vikings will go on the road. They'll travel to Miami, and this is kind of interesting. Now, Miami, obviously, we'll get to them. They have a situation where – Teddy Bridgewater may not get the start next week. He left the game with an injured elbow and a head injury in their loss to the New York Jets earlier today. But right now, Minnesota going on the road as a three-point favorite. Skyler Thompson could get the start, the third-string quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they're running out of quarterbacks down there, uh, Brady. Um, and, you know, Mike, Mike McDaniel, I mean, I, I don't know how much more he can do. They can't run the football. Yeah. They cannot run the football, which – that is a staple of why he got a head coach because he was a run game coordinator out there in San Francisco. And now he's a great play caller. I'll I'll give him a lot of credit. He's doing a great job, but now you're down, uh, down the road here with quarterbacks and that's never a good thing. Uh, Skylar Thompson. I mean, I, I I don't know much about him to be honest with you. Uh, Nobody does really. Uh, And so how is that situation going to shape up as, as teams prepare for this football team? I said it before and I'll say it again right now. It, it turns out that Miami was more fortunate than good uh, early on. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think they're a decent football team, but I want to go back to new coach, uh, new system, and, and all that kind of things. Now, the injuries, you can't account for that. You're down to your third quarterback. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. But along the way, they can't run the football uh, and certainly susceptible on the defensive side of the ball to some things as well. The Chicago Bears will return home and they will host the Washington Commanders in week six. And the Chicago Bears dropped to two and three. The Commanders are one and four. They've lost four straight. What do you think the spread is? The Commanders at Chicago, maybe the two worst teams in football. Oh, Commanders on the road at Chicago. Okay, Chicago's a dog, right? Am I correct? It's a pick'em. That's a pick'em. Okay. I mean, the odds makers are getting lazy. You got the two worst teams in football here. Make it a pick'em. Sure. Guys, why not? Know? Why not? Sounds okay. good to me. Uh, Cincinnati on the move, and Joe Mixon starting to carry the ball and rack up some rushing yards. Our uh, 59 and a half yards rushing prop is certainly in peril. If you're on the under there, Cincinnati looking to get on the scoreboard here and currently trailing the Baltimore Ravens 10 to nothing. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSU, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season has officially begun, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch. Plus, there's three things that every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. The Baltimore Ravens lead the Cincinnati Bengals 10-7. Hayden Hurst gets in the end zone, catches a Joe Burrow touchdown pass, and still some time before halftime here, but the Bengals are on the board and trailing just by three. 10-7 Baltimore currently in the lead. 
We want to talk a little Monday night football now, preview the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders, and none other than Adam Hill, the best man to join us to preview a game like this because he is the Raiders beat writer for our local newspaper, the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can follow him on Twitter, at Adam Hill, LVRJ, of course, a friend of the sports, uh, sports betting community for a long time here in Las Vegas. Adam, great to have you on board, and this is certainly a marquee matchup, no matter when, no matter where, no matter what year it's played. The Raiders and the Chiefs is always a good one, and to set the stage coming in a little bit, you have the Raiders coming off of their first win of the season, and they handle a team that they've had their way with lately in the Denver Broncos, and then the Chiefs, they do their normal thing where they get revenge in the regular season over Tampa Bay and just really throttled Tom Brady and company. I thought their offense looked nearly flawless. Can they maintain that effort again? And I said this on the Saturday show with Mike. I don't think we've seen the best effort yet out of the Raiders. Maybe it'll come on Monday night where an opponent really gets their attention like Kansas City. Yeah, I don't think we've seen their best effort yet either, but I also say this, like, if this is, I mean, I can't think of a team that's in a better spot tomorrow um, than any other team has been all season long. The Raiders have all this revenge built up on hating the Chiefs, getting owned by the Chiefs, Derek Carr, one and seven there. Everybody knows all the numbers of how bad he and the team have been against the Chiefs over the years. Uh, but they've also got a bye coming up next week, knowing that they can either go into the bye two and three and feeling good or one and four and feeling miserable. And the Chiefs, you mentioned, played Tampa Bay last week. They played Buffalo next week. This is an insanely good spot for the Raiders and a terrible spot for the Chiefs. So I don't know if there's been a team in a better, if you're a situational handicapper, like you've got to love the Raiders in this game. Yeah, you know, looking at the Raiders on that side too, Adam. I mean, uh, you're thinking about what Derek Carr has said recently about getting comfortable, more and more comfortable uh, with the Josh McDaniels offense, the offensive line uh, seemingly in sync now or in place. Uh, I think uh, it, it feels like the Raiders have been tinkering uh, during the regular season here. Do you think that they're done tinkering? And what we saw last week uh, is something that the Raiders need to improve on from that time and that game forward. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the offensive line in particular, like they've been tinkering a lot. I think that's the right word for it. They've had nine different combinations of offensive lines so far. They haven't started the same offensive line in any game yet this season. Uh, one of the things I think they were able to do last week was get into a rhythm on the ground. And when you've got guys that are kind of lacking confidence and experience, like getting going on the ground, letting them get downhill, wear out an opponent like they did with Denver, that's the way to get them that confidence. I just don't know if you can if you can put in that same game plan against Kansas City, who's going to be scoring a lot. You would have, you would figure uh, you're probably going to be behind at some point. Can you maintain that? You know, keeping the ball on the ground, keeping those guys getting downhill, keeping their confidence, and keep running the ball when you fall behind. They have not this year. That's been one of the issues that they've had is they've gotten very unbalanced when they're behind. And you figure at some point they're probably behind in this game. You know, not to say they're getting blown out, but they're probably behind because Kansas City scores so often. And so can they maintain that balance? I think that's a massive question coming into this game. Uh, Josh McDaniels talked a lot about that this week, saying, hey, we, ha we have to understand that if we fall behind, we can still stay in our game plan. We can still stay within ourselves. We don't have to change everything. But they haven't proven that on the field. So I think that's cer certainly something to watch because when they're able to run the ball consistently, the offensive line does look good, and the offense does look good, and, and it sets up for the play action, and it gets guys open, and all those things. They just haven't committed to the run except for last week. Adam, in your covering of this team from the preseason and through week four and now on to week five, 
What is your opinion of the Raiders' defense? Coming into the season, I thought they were going to be improved from what they were last year. And, and, you know, in the preseason prognostications, you heard so much about, oh, this defense is awful. I had faith that they were going to be better. And I think they have been better. They they have not certainly been great. Um, But how can they, you know, hold up and possibly defend this Kansas City Chiefs offense? Or can they? Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, when you start, we talk about the defense, you start with Max Crosby, who's been absolutely unbelievable. I think the biggest strides he's taken have kind of gone unnoticed uh, nationally. But the fact that he has developed into such a good run defender, while not really giving up much of his ability in the pass rush, has been incredible. I think that's that's one of the big storylines of Max Crosby in particular for this season is that he's been able to do that. He's really, really good against the run now, which he wasn't in the past, and he's continually putting pressure. Uh, on the quarterback. Now, he needs some help from the other side. Chandler Jones hasn't exactly made a big impact in the box score, uh, so he needs that help. But Jonathan Abram is a guy who's just had an absolute nightmare against the Chiefs. Um, I'm sure those are games he wants to forget. He's going to be a big factor in this game. Nate Hobbs, the quarterback, I think has been um, maybe under-reported as developing into one of the top corners in the game. Uh, But the real story of this defense has been the adjustment. And Patrick Graham, Yale-educated, you know, a lot of talk about that and Yale coaches that are in the league now, but uh, a Yale-educated defensive coordinator who's really, really good at making adjustments at halftime, they've been so much better in the second half. Now, uh, you can you can throw out the Arizona game, I think, a little bit because of the fact that defense is on the field for like 90 plays, but for every other game, they've kind of gotten beat up a little bit in the first half and absolutely dominated in the second half. So that's something to watch with this defense, but I'll throw, you, throw in one little side note here which I don't know how much people are talking about this. I know I've asked everybody about it every day this week. Max Crosby is awaiting the birth of his first child. Mm. Now, it was due last Monday. The, uh, I shouldn't say it. Her. <laughs> I was going to say. She <laughs> <laughs> was due last Monday. She has not come yet. And they are waiting. And he has said, hey, if it happens Monday and we're in Kansas City, I'm flying home. Yeah. So, that's something to keep an eye on because if Max Crosby's not out there, good luck defensively. Yeah, you know what, and that's a, a great uh, uh, information right there, Adam, because uh, we all know uh, your first child uh, right there in terms of these athletes and what they want to do. They certainly want to be home uh, if they can. Uh, Derek Carr was on the road uh, in, in Atlanta. It didn't have a great game because of what was going yeah. on uh, with his wife back here. That was a few years ago. Okay, getting to the number, Adam, uh, minus seven, seven and a half, 52 uh, and a half. I'm seeing 51 and a half as well from a total standpoint. Uh, you talked about numbers. You talked about dominance. Now, I want to get to mindset because uh, the Chiefs in Arrowhead, we all know what that means, uh, even though this is a sandwich spot uh, between two big games for the Chiefs. But the dominance, since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback of this football team, uh, they scored offensively 40, 35, 28, 40, 32, 35, 41, and 48. Does the mindset for the Raiders, uh, are they in a place in which they know what's coming at them uh, and they're ready to handle that from the number, the spread, and certainly the total standpoint? Well, I'll go in, into it a little bit with these numbers. First of all, Andy Reid, 15-3 and three as coach of Kansas City against the Raiders. All three of those losses are in short weeks. That's amazing to me that anytime he's had a full week to prepare or longer, uh, he's beaten the Raiders every single time. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, the second one is, as you may, I mean, one in seven, Derek Carr is in Arrowhead. He just has not had success against his team. So that's been an issue. Um, and the other thing is the last two games there have been really, really wild. And, you know, for those that follow the series, they know about this. But I think, you know, if you're kind of just kind of trying to get as much information as you can about tomorrow's game and don't follow the series, 
Two years ago, the Raiders went up there with no fans in Arrowhead, and they won that game. That's the one win Derek Carr has at Arrowhead. 40-32, to 32, they beat them. Uh, and then the Raiders, for some reason, John Gruden ordered the team bus to do a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium that is still talked about. The Chiefs were talking about it this week. Last year, the year after the victory lap, the Raiders, now I will say it's two guys that are gone that were the ringleaders of this, but uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Trayvon Mullen decided to move their team huddle before the game from the 25-yard line to the Chiefs logo at midfield, got the Chiefs very, very angry, and they did not stop talking about that after the game, after the blowout victory. Uh, the rest of the week they talked about it. This week they were talking about it. They're still mad about the Raiders having that team meeting on the logo, which, like you played, I guess guys care about that stuff. I don't know that I would care about it, but they seem to. So I guess maybe if you if you think about the fact that it's a bad spot for them, uh, they aren't going to be taking their focus away from it because they are mad about that. But it, it's been a great rivalry, mostly in favor of the Chiefs. But there's been some really, really memorable, memorable games and some exciting games, and I think some of those will factor into this game as well. I tell you, I mean, the victory lap, the meeting. I mean, why would you ever do anything to tick off this team? Maybe the very best team in the NFL. Uh, leave it up to the Raiders. My goodness. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enjoy the game on Monday night, and we'll do it again soon, my friend. Yep, and I do think the Raiders hang around. I think they lose by six, so we'll, uh, we'll keep, up, keep an eye on that. All right, we're All right. marking that down. Write that down. All right, yeah, I got to hold Adam yep. to it. Uh, Adam Hill there of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ. He thinks the Raiders can keep it close, likes Kansas City to win the ball game by six. The Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals, they are down to the final minute of the first half. 10-7, Baltimore out in front. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. 
Well, kind of a whole new game here in Baltimore, Mike. Now 10 to 7. Of course, the Ravens were up 10 to nothing for quite a while in this game, but Joe Burrow to Hayden Hurst late in the second quarter to make it 10-7 and Cincinnati is once again on the move and in the live market here with under a minute left to go in the first half in the live market the Cincinnati Bengals back to where they started as three and a half point underdogs the total has now been taken off the board but the Bengals facing a second and 10 from the Baltimore Ravens 25 yard line and Joe Burrow once again finds Hayden Hurst for a small gain there looks like a gain of about four or five yards and now just 13 seconds left on the clock. The Cincinnati Bengals do not have any timeouts. Uh, do you think they're going to try and run a play here? And if it uh, does not score a touchdown, then they're going to kick it. Yeah, I think they're going to try for the end zone uh, if they can. Uh, but Baltimore has been playing soft and, and, and preventing those throws into the end zone. But maybe you could look off a of safety and, and, and get a safety to kind of turn his hips and uh, squeeze the ball in there. But it's got to be quick enough. Uh, if they do throw it, uh, there's enough time to get it spiked if it's a shorter pass in the middle. Uh, but I think you work well, the sidelines. Well, it, it would be fourth down, though. Oh, it, okay. I didn't see yeah, the down third, and distance. Okay, third, third and seven. seven yeah, right so you're not now. worried about that. You're going to take a shot into the end zone uh, if you can or work the sidelines to get a little bit closer for your kicker. Those are the only two options here. And not an injured kicker in this game. <laughs> Evan McPherson, <laughs> right. uh, still your kicker. Another Florida Gator there, mm -hmm. Mr. McPherson, who's been very good for the Cincinnati Bengals, but we had so many kickers injured. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake Elliott for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Robbie Gould for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Matt Prater was out for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I don't recall ever seeing or remembering a year where you had so many kickers that were injured. Brady, uh, if you need evidence that the NFL is a little softened right now, you got <laughs> kickers hurt. Kickers are hurt. My goodness, they don't do anything. So Burrow does take a shot uh, and just basically yeah. throws that away. So now eight seconds left on the clock on fourth and seven uh, from about the 20-yard line or so of the Baltimore Ravens. They will bring McPherson in to try and tie this game up at half. And again, the live market has been taken off the board here. But uh, McPherson does indeed come in, put that one through the uprights, and we are tied at 10 apiece heading to the locker room here what looks like a, a pretty stale ball game initially uh, has turned into a pretty good one and mostly in part to the Bengals' offense coming to life. Yeah, I love what the Bengals adjusted to, and that was running the football, something I don't think Baltimore was going to expect them to do because you need to run the football to stop them from those two high safeties. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're penetrating the defense, rushing the football, they're going to have to uh, account for that by bringing another safety down uh, if they can uh, and getting more to those man-to-man -man looks. So, uh, give credit to Cincinnati for creating those opportunities. Now they got to capitalize on it. Uh, we saw them do that with uh, Hurst uh, for the touchdown, too. So it's opened up uh, some things from the passing standpoint, uh, which I'm sure Cincinnati is going to try to get back to uh, in the second half. And then here we go with the Baltimore Ravens having opportunities to make plays but not converting there. And now what are they going to adjust to? We're in the second half uh, in which scoring points has been challenging uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, they're at home. Uh, they got that home losing streak uh, alive right now, too. Uh, so you can only imagine what's going to take place in that locker room here uh, as these teams go into the locker room for the first half. Well, if you look at the stats, of course, you and I are paying attention to some of these prop bets we were talking about uh, to open the show. Joe Mixon under 59 and a half yards rushing. He currently has six carries for 34 yards. He got off to an awful start. He was minus two in rushing yards, then had just one rushing yard, and then 
started to open it up from there, now averaging almost six yards per carry with 34 rushing yards for Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow, 12 of 18 for 139 yards passing. Your mentality was thinking that this game would go over the total mm. and Burrow might get over his 275 and a half yards passing, not quite half uh, halfway there yet. At halftime, Lamar Jackson, 10 of 17 for just 87 yards passing. I thought he would probably stay under the number of 225 and a half as far as his passing yards total. Uh, certainly on pace to stay under mm. that right now. J.K. Dobbins, 29 yards rushing on five carries. Duvernay with 19 yards rushing on two carries. And Kenyon Drake has been in the ball game to carry the ball a couple of times, two times for 16 yards. And Lamar Jackson still stuck on 16 yards rushing we thought he would go over his 59 and a half but really just one good run for Lamar so far yeah you know he did have one other run but it got taken away because of a holding call ah. and that was right on his uh, yards per carry average right around eight to nine yards there uh, so that could have padded the total a little bit more but I expected the Ravens to get to that I mean uh, we're in a possession type game which I, I think people probably anticipated that happening uh, with divisional rivals uh, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, which team is going to be able to adjust even more? Uh, again, the answer for Cincinnati to get Baltimore out of those two high safety looks is to run the football. Uh, but yet they still have uh, ways of throwing the football vertically in the middle of the field with a tight end or even a slot receiver. Uh, but then Baltimore, they're creating enough offense, but they're not capitalizing. They're not... Mm -hmm. They're, they're not converting. They're not moving the ball when they need to. It, it, either it's a pick uh, situation or they're just missing uh, some players out there, not making the plays. So uh, the second half shapes up to be very, very interesting from a betting perspective. Like I, I've participated in the over, uh, looking for some situations to either help that, enhance that, or, 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 or certainly uh, find a way to cash a ticket either way. Well, right now we have the live market up for the entire game, and the Baltimore Ravens are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the total for the entire game is 43-and-a-half. So you've got 20 points currently on the board, mm -hmm. and the total for the entire game is 43-and-a-half. So that tells me the second-half line is probably going to be 23-and-a-half as far as your total, mm -hmm. uh, and you would want to go over that. and. And here we can do a pro tip as well. In our final segment of the hour, we'll do a VEASAN pro tip. Of course, become a VEASAN pro subscriber, and you can have access to all of these at VEASAN.com slash pro tips. We do one every hour across every show across the network, so you've got 20-some pro tips every day. And again, you can sort them by show or sport. You can find them all at VEASAN.com slash pro tips. And I'll do one with betting half times, and, and I think especially the total. I think it especially applies to the total, and, and I even like this maybe even more so in the NBA. Respect the original number. The original number for the total in this football game was 47.5, 48, even 48.5 or 49. Uh, right now, you're at 43.5 for the in-game total. Your second half total is going to be roughly 23.5 points with 20 points currently on the board. So if you're trusting that original number, you would go over the second half. You're going to guess that the odds makers, you know, know what they're doing. And, and we all know that they do. So if it's going to get close to that original number of 47 and a half, 48, what have you, then your second half bet here would be to go over the second half total. Yeah, absolutely. Totally understand that. I'm bored with that too. Uh, looking at that total, looking at the, the, the game itself, I, I think it ticked down to minus two and a half. 
Right. Uh, uh, right before halftime, right? So there, that's so probably your second half spread on the sure. Ravens as well. Probably the same there as well. Yeah, Maybe I mean, one and a half. But. Right, right. Um, from what I saw in the first half, you know, solid plans either way, but adjustments along the way too where we started to see chunk yards and chunk plays. Uh, and whether or not Baltimore can convert, that's one question. But I, I think Cincinnati tied up on the road feels pretty good about their situation and, and the fact that they found some answers uh, to fight that too high safety look or, or the disguise of the too high safeties as well uh, for Baltimore. I mean, if you're going to disguise or run out of there, you're going to avoid areas. Uh, and, and I think uh, Cincinnati is in tune with that right now. So we were correct. The total is uh, 23 and a half for just the second half alone. Uh, I'm seeing two and a half or three as the second half point spread, looking at a couple of different books here, uh, two and a half or three in favor of the Baltimore Ravens in the second half. So again, your pro tip there, as far as the totals concerned, if you're going to trust the original number that was set for this game, that would mean the second half is going to go over that 23 and a half. 10 to 10 is your score right now, the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals after one half of football. Uh, Mike, I want to get back to uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs. Of course, in the last segment, we were talking with Adam Hill. He covers the Raiders, does a tremendous job covering the Raiders, the Golden Knights. Uh, he's all over the place here for the local newspaper, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Um, I wanted to ask him, we ran out of time, but the Raiders. You know, it seems like for the last few seasons, and it's continued this year, they're currently ranked 27th in the league in the red zone. How do they improve that? Well, it's been a point of emphasis, too. Uh, they work on it first thing in training camp. One of the first periods was to work on the red zone, red zone efficiency score and touchdowns. I, I think uh, they have the weapons. They have the talent to do it. So it, it's, to me, the quarterback. Can the quarterback release the ball quick enough when those windows are tight? Can the quarterback understand the coverages that are seeing? But then also there's got to be a toughness factor in the red zone. Uh, you have to be able to run the football to score touchdowns. And the Raiders, they can't find ways to do that consistently. So if you can fix that, uh, as well as the quarterback speed up his delivery, uh, I think they'll find some success that way. All right, we'll be right back with more. Hour number three coming From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.